made is because I heard a guy on YouTube talking about um, you cannot survive without being a freelancer. You have to have a full-time job to back you up, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, I already freelancing and already making more than like how I, how I was making when I was full-time, right? So I just made a video to talk about that. So that's how I started my YouTube channel. Yeah. All right, so we are recording. We have, today I have on Caleb Lai. He's a designer. He's worked as a freelance designer for a number of years. He runs a YouTube channel. Out of his, uh, the channel's name is Caleb Lai, his name. And uh, he basically puts out content on how people can get into freelance design and what they should study. So. Caleb, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so I'm just going to roll into the questions. Uh, so the first one is, uh, where are you originally from and what made you wanted to get into, you know, design, you know, tech industry design specifically? Uh, I'm originally from Hong Kong. So I finished my college in Hong Kong and then I went to Vancouver. So where I am right now uh, for working holiday. So I studied design in school um, as well. And then after I graduate, I come here about, I think about six years ago. How I get into tech, um, you know, like tech is sort of related to design in some point as well, right? Cause like you, they're a designer, they're a developer and I'm the designer role. Mm -hmm. um, so I started my career as just a graphic designer. So doing like print design work, um, website design. And then, and then in my first job, I started working for a company called Azimzen. So, what they do in the company is there'll be a lot of product internally. Um, so I'm the designer to basically do most of the design my, uh, in that company, right? Cause this is a small team. Well, the team is so much bigger now, but when I joined, right, there are like five people. So I'm the only designer in that company. So they will have yeah. a lot of ideas from time to time. They'll be like, Hey, we want to build this. They'll have like hackathon sections. So that's like what, where I get into sort of the, uh, the tech scene, right? Cause I mean, I help them to be a lot of internal products and, and one of them is called Zenhub. They're pretty popular now. Mm -hmm. But after that, like I worked there for about two years and then and then I left the job to work for another company called MetaLab. So they, they work with a lot of big clients. So they work with like uh, Google and Facebook and Amazon and all those like big guys, right? And they design Slack as well. Um, so I worked, I worked there for about nine months or close to a year. And then I started Alveo. And that's where what I'm working on right now. So that's sort of the background. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of stuff. And so you yeah. mentioned you mentioned the the Zen Hub uh, product you're working on. Did you do was that all design you're working on with that product, or were you actually doing some of the, the software engineering as well? Well, I wasn't like doing a lot of front end in that product. It's like the project is pretty big at that time. I was designing, I was designing the marketing sites. I was designing because basically, if you, I don't know if you heard of Zenhub before, but Zenhub is a software to help people manage their, um, their, their code better. Well, it's on GitHub. So Zenhub is a plugin on GitHub. Mm -hmm. So you can use, if you use GitHub, then if you want to implement kind of uh, project management functionality features into your GitHub account, right? Then yeah. you can install Zenhub. Then they have a carbon board and all that. So for the design side, it's not really happy on the design. Um, one of their product was uh, the carbon board, like I just said. So I was the designer to design that carbon board. But other than that, it's not like very happy for the product side because it's basically built on GitHub. Mm -hmm. um, so they have a lot of GitHub UI in it. So I wasn't like fully... Um, one of the difficult things I get was, I guess, was uh, to kind of implement on top of GitHub. So you have to have two kind of style, but they have to kind of collaborate together. You can't clash with the GitHub UI. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't like really doing a lot of like really heavy product building in that project. But I was the most 
only designer. But it was a long time ago now. I mean, they, yeah. they're, they're quite different now. That was about like two years ago and and things change a lot. Yeah, two years is a long time in tech, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you started your own company now and is this a design studio or what type of services are you offering clients? That's pretty interesting. So I was, I was uh, freelancing before I started my own studio, right? So I was freelancing a little bit. Before, right before I left um, uh, MetaLab, I was actually freelancing for one or two clients as well. And then at one point, I sort of realized that maybe I can, this can be a real thing, not just freelancing, maybe I take it to a business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Alfia right now, it's a business, um, it's a studio. So what we do is um, we help the, uh, the startups in uh, San Francisco or like pretty much like anywhere in the world. Um, so we help them view, view products. Um, so anything that you can imagine from a concept of a startup to finally um, building an MVP or launching the real thing. Um, so we help them to kind of help help them build the ideas as well. Sometimes they, they just have a concept, right? They don't know what to build on. So we give them some of my advice on like how to, how things works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, the product design is what we do most. Uh, we also do logo design. We also do illustration work. We do a bunch of other things as well, some animation. Um, so that's pretty much like what is it in Alfio? The team is still very small. I mean, I'm I'm still the main designer for UI and UX work, um, and I work with a bunch of other sort of contractor um, from around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, like basically, I take a project myself, and then I and then the hire. I work with the other contractor together on the project. So that's like the, 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 the how, how sort of outfield function. Okay. Yeah. And so if someone, cause that's pretty interesting that you're able to do that, you know, move up from freelancer, uh, you know, running your own team now and doing, doing your work. And that's kind of something that's interesting about these fields that have less regulation, like software engineering, you know, design, internet marketing is once you get that base skill set, you can then, then run a team. So for you, how did, how did you make that decision to, run it like start your own team was it just that you know you knew that you could do all the work that you're being hired out for these these startups with your own team or you knew you knew how to get the hires or how did you how did that cement itself that idea in your head well it's uh uh like as as you know right freelancing it's just one person right freelancing is always one person Mm -hmm. and when you work on a project you know there are a lot of different things in the project right there's not just product design there could be front develop, development, their back-end development, local design, illustration work. I myself, I'm not good at a lot of other things. So I'm not good at local design. I'm not good at illustration work. So I don't want to take on those work. So my kind of my mentality or my or my principle of designing is like, I want to put the best people in the team to produce the best work possible. So I don't want myself to handle things that I'm not good at. So I want people to hire me for my expertise, not the other thing that I can also do, right? Yeah. Um, so freelancing is only one person so i need to like if i want to achieve that goal i'm gonna to have to put together a team to do it mm-hmm. and i don't want my client to just hire me and hire some other people to handle the other projects right so from a business standpoint i think the opportunity of having a team is bigger um than just an individual um so that's one thing that i can put other people in the team together to work with me and they're all under alfield so when i present myself to the clients i can say like hey we can do this kind of thing. Not just I can do this. I'm like, we can do all this thing that you need to work on, right? So right now I'm sort of expanding to doing like some other front-end development for my clients as well. We at .js. I myself, I'm a front-end developer too. Like I code a lot of websites that I design or like 
products I design. Um, so like I do kind of both, but I'm like the main skill is still in design. Um, but yeah, that's one thing. Um, the other thing is the, 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 the benefits of running a business is also, I think uh, the tax is definitely one thing, right? Tax yeah. um, right now, if, if, if I make a certain amount of money, right, then if I'm a personal um, solo person freelancer, right, then I'm going to have to pay a lot of money for tax because if my bracket is very high, right? Yeah. But as a business, then you have kind of tax deduction because, I mean, as an as a entity, then um, the, the, the bracket is much lower. So let's say if you make 500K, Mm-hmm. then you only pay 14% for your tax, right? So things like that. It's good as a saving account as well. So yeah. the tax benefits and the people, and you also give more trust to your clients as well. Yeah. When they think about hiring you, right? They could be, this is a corporated business. So I'm hiring a business, not just an individual. And that happens a lot as well. You know, when I'm working with a freelancer, right? I hire a lot of developer right now at this point because I'm building another app for myself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these developers that I hire, they would go just disappear out of nowhere. That's very surprising. I mean, I'm oh, paying wow. the money to you, right? They would be like yeah. working for a few days and they're gone. I can never reach them anymore. But oh, I wow. can't I can't trace them back because the individual, right? They yeah. can be anywhere in the road. Yeah. But I yeah. think like as a business, then there's some kind of policy that you can stick to, right? So you mm-hmm. give your clients a, a, a level of trust as well when you're building your business. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, the tax thing I was aware of, but I haven't heard someone focus on that. That's a good point. And then tax is a big thing. Tax yeah. is a really big thing for freelancers. I mean, it is freelance. It really depends on how you freelance as well. Some freelancer, if you if you don't make a certain, if you don't hit a certain amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. Me personally, I think I'm gonna work for a full-time job if I don't make a certain amount of money. Like if I'm not making more than my full-time job can pay me, right? I'm not going to freelance. Like what's the point? Because freelancing is stressful. Like you have to constantly think about if I have things to work on next month, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I don't have anything to work on, then I basically am not making any money. So it's very yeah. stressful in your mind. So if you constantly think about like, am I marketing myself enough to make a certain point? But, f- but full-time, it's just basically you go to work every day and then you get paid regularly, right? So I would say like, if you're not making enough money um, more than your full-time job, then I'll probably just get a full-time job. But usually the people that do freelance um, constantly, they make quite a bit more than um, how they're making on their full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. Those people that are able to continually get clients. Um, Yeah. That's the part that does seem a little bit tough about freelancing. It's almost like you have to learn your own like sales pipeline too, in order to have enough clients. You kind of have to develop that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for, for sales pipeline, that, that's one thing. I mean, I'm not, I'm still pretty new, right? I'm just in this sort of mm-hmm. in this business for well, like two years now. Yeah. So I'm not like having a long history of experience in it, but I can say um, like right now, one of my main source of uh, leads um, clients is from referral. So I think that same as a lot of other businesses as well. If you good client relationship and that other people refer um, people to to your funnel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that I get client quite a bit. I used to be on a lot of other platforms as well. You can also get clients from, let's say, um, on Drupal, if you have your Drupal profile. So people will reach out from you on Drupal. I used to get a lot of clients from a site called Angelus. I don't know if you've heard of it. Angelus, so yeah. So that's a website for startup to host their profile up there. Um, they can list their jobs. They can look for a designer. They can look for a developer. So that's one place that I get a lot of clients from, and especially before they have a feature called 
the uh, freelancer. So they have a tab, um, a page called freelancer. So my profile up there is very top of the list because I think a lot of people click on profile. So we're constantly getting leads, maybe like three or four leads per week. Oh, wow. Right now, right That's now though, good. they've yeah. removed that, they removed that feature. Oh, so okay. freelancer, yeah. not a tab on Angela's anymore. So they removed oh. that. So for the past four months, I get no leads from that site at all. <laughs> from like four per day, yeah. no leads. That's a big decline, right? Yeah. So that sucks. That sucks. I'm, yeah, that's I'm a lot gonna, of leads you're getting from Angel. That's like really surprising. I didn't know they used to have that. Man, I do. Like promote that site so often. I'm like on my channel, right? I always mention like Angelus. Yo, like guys, go on creating your profile on Angelus. Go on that freelancing page. Because yeah. a lot of, you know, Startup want to hire people within the same group as well, right? Yeah. So if they are Angelus, they know that these kind of designers, they design for startups. So they want to hire the similar people. So if you are if you have sort of the portfolio that matching their skill requirement, then you will get hired pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Angelus, like passively, like uh, inbound leads, basically right now it's almost zero for, for the entire year so far. Um, but another feature that you can do on Angelus is, I mean, you can do outbound, you can do outbound as well instead of inbound. Yeah. So one thing, one of my tactic of on Angelus is I try a lot of different things. Yeah. So one thing that I try did work for a few times is like I will message, you know, you can message investors message on Angelus. What? Message investors. So oh, they have yeah, a lot of yeah. investor on Angelus, right? So what I would do is like I would send them a message personal message and say like, Hey, you know what? I am running this business right now. I'm trying to get clients. And if you know any, any of your startup that you messed in, if you're advising some of the startups, then maybe you can give them a shout. If you look at my portfolio, if you do like my work, then give me a shout. Yeah. Then, you know, when I get a client uh, through you, then I'll give you, let's say 20% commission fee for the project I take on. So it's, I think it's a win-win, right? So they make the money, then I make the money as well. So they're sort of like my salesperson. But I don't want to hire a sell that way. I don't want to just hire a sell person to do that because yeah. connection is key, right? Yeah. So if those kind of investors, they have, let's say, 100 connection with other people, then their group is more. Then when I reach out to them, right, sometime I'll get a reply and they yeah. do help me out to refer some kind of business to me. Yeah. So that could be one of the inbound leads that I get from like sort of working with a salesperson. Um, another way is, you know, there are a lot of job posts, right? Yeah. So I don't care about what kind of people you're hiring. I don't care about if you're hiring a contractor or you're hiring full-time. As long as I see a job that kind of matching my skill that I think I can help you out, I'll send them a email. Uh, not email, but I'll just apply to the job and say, hey, you know what? Um, I'm Right now I'm wanting a design studio and this is what we do. Check out our link. Um, if you like the work, then usually we can help you save more than 50% from the money that you pay to your to your um, full-time employee per yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So we can do a better job than your employee and we can ha- help you save 50%. Because you know, like those companies, they pay, let's say 150K, 100K for a designer per year, right? Most of the time I, I work with my clients, I don't even charge them more than 50K per year. So, but I mean, the results is great. Like for, don't, don't, just, don't just believe what I say, right? Look at the work that I do. Yeah. If you do like it, and if you think that we can help you save 50K and potentially help you to build a better product, then you should hire me. Um, so I do get like some leads from there as well for outbound leads. But right now, so far, um, my in, the, in this year, right, I get enough work that I'm working on right now. So I'm not like doing any outbounds. Mm-hmm. Um, when I feel like my workload is going down, then I'll still doing more outbounds. But right now, it's all, it's all like coming inbound leads. Um, that's pretty much uh, how I get clients. But I mean, there's a lot of other things that I tried out. 
again, I'm not the expert. I think a lot of, I'm still thinking about like how the other agency make work. So let's say MetaLab, right? How do they have clients to reach out to them? Like, do they have a salesperson? Yeah. How does any other agency survive, right? So I think they, may, they must have some kind of sales team to help them generate the leads. Um, but I'm not like doing anything like that right now. And I don't have time to do that. And another thing is like, eventually I may, kind of move up from this business for a little bit since like right now I'm building my startup as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's sort of what I'm, what I have. It sounds like you're pretty busy. I'm super busy, man. Like, dude, like I, I literally work. I mean, my, my daily day is basically nine o'clock when I wake up and I work from home as well. This is like where I live. I work from home as well. So basically what, what happened is I wake up at nine o'clock and then work for my clients projects until let's say six o'clock. And then I will talk to my team in Asia. So I'm building an app right now. I'll talk to my team in Asia, so I'll work with the team until like let's say one one a.m. in the morning, and then on my app, right, and I'll go to bed. So every day I'm basically working the entire day. Yeah. Um, that's that's stressful, but you know you, you got to you got to uh, you got to do what it what it takes to uh, achieve your goal. And I do think that the app I'm building right now will be great. So that's one thing that I uh, I'm pretty hopeful about it. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, to work those hours, I feel like you you have to be excited about what you're doing. Really yeah, really every time when I see some progress right now, um, for, for the app that I'm building right now, um, it's called Classity. Like I designed the entire thing, the entire project, I have ownership of the entire thing, like all little aspects of the app yeah. from from like any any links, I know how that works. So I'm down to the very single pixel, I know like what pixel is it going here, right? Yeah. So when I have ownership so much of the project, I just, I'm very excited about it. And the team, how to build it to come to life, yeah. seeing the platform coming to life, it just so encouraging i'm like i just want to go full-time in this and keep building it and, and launch a perfect product um but there may be like other product stuff i can talk about eventually but i mean right now i don't want to talk about anything because i don't know if it's going to be successful yeah. i'm just putting my yeah. time right now <laughs> no, I, I got you it's, it's hard to talk about things before they've happened it's like you don't want to jinx it um yeah i got i got you on that i'll have to i'll have to do a follow-up in six months or a year and see where it's at um. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere on the websites. Yeah. I, I'm gonna do some everything, then check it out. I think, yeah. you know what? It's been very interesting. I only have my page up, like I have my costly web page up on the websites. I didn't do any advertising on it, but mm. from time to time, I'll get like 50 people coming to the websites per day, oh, and there will nice. be like one sign up almost like every other day. So I get almost like 50 startups, 50 startup signups um, so far um, after the site up right so i think people are kind of wanting this kind of thing to happen yeah Um, but i can talk more i mean i think it's out of this this the scope of this call but i mean like there's a lot of thinking into like why would i want to do this product and why i think this product is going to work yeah um but yeah like i we i think we can focus more on freelancing for this call and we can yeah have another one no, I mean, we can get into it because it's kind of like one, one of the things I try to hit on is that these skills, especially the ones that you've gotten into, you know, like something like design and front-end development, uh, you know, they kind of blend well because they're used, most projects require all of them. You know, most new products that come out, if it's a software product or an information product, you know, they require internet marketing, it's software, require software engineering, they all require design of some type. Uh, they all require, you know, copywriting. So it's like all these skills blend nicely and that's, I mean, you're actually a perfect example of that career, that career path because, you know, you started with one you know, skill, specific skill, design, freelancing it, and then you're building an agency and now you're going even past that, you know, freelancing with a team and, and becoming an entrepreneur. So you're actually like a perfect example of why I think it's interesting to develop these skills. Um, 
Yeah. What I, what I will talk about that I think you could help that'll help people more than just the product. We'll talk about that too. Is like, did you consciously think about stacking these skills so you'd be able to build your own products or why did you choose the skills you chose? I think it sounds like you focused on design and development. Um, development is sort of a skill that come a long way when I'm designing. So um, one of the things that, I mean, my, my skill set originally, right? I originally studied packaging design. So it's nothing about a website. It's more like yeah. about like pre-work and packaging design, right? Yep. But like when I stem more into the web design thing, you know, mm. web, website, I think everybody starts from building a website first. So mm. when you know how to build a website, then I feel like my skill set, like I don't want to just limit myself only knowing how to design websites. I want to tap into like thinking about the entire, and I'm this kind of person that I like to think as well, right? So thinking is one, one thing I like, to, I like to do. And website usually you don't have to think so much unless you're building super big sites, but that case, it become more like a product. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the thinking side of things. So when I get into UX and UI, right? I'm just like, do you like, this is some, something that I really want to do. And when I'm working with the team um, back in uh, as in Zen, right? So that's where I sort of pick up more of my development skill, um, because a lot of product that I build, eventually I'm gonna send those mockup design mockups to my um, developer. So yeah. what the developer does is uh, they will take my design and they will sort of implement it in whatever way they think it makes sense. So like sometimes the pixel may be off, like it's not same as like the, the thing that I work on, right? So I want my design to be, and I'm really picky about the little details as well. Like yeah. if I design this to be 30 pixels for the padding, I want that to be 30 pixels. But what happens a lot of people um, after I send it out my design, right? It's not like coming back to the thing. And I noticed it once when I look at the products where I notice so, so many things are off. Yeah. It's very hard for the people, even I try to develop some of the people design, right? It's very hard to design pixel perfect, uh, to develop pixel perfect design because you're not the person to work on it. So I'm like, if in that case, right, I may want to just handle the development my, myself as well, if I can do it. And I already know how to do sort of simple development things for my personal portfolio. Mm-hmm. That was the very first project I worked on to building out my own portfolio because I need that. Like I don't, I don't have money to hire people to build my own portfolio at that time. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to learn it and do it myself. Yeah. So I know how to do that, but I want to step up my game, right? So that's where I started to like actually developing for products and think about like how, to, how, how do you keep a product sense? I mean, how do you develop the code that can work for the entire product? So your CSS has to work well in mm-hmm. different pages. Or how do you organize everything? So that's how I kind of like I grow my development skill into become a more a hybrid designer and developer. But right now, if you ask me, like I don't think my development skill will be as good as like for the technical side, right? I don't think my development skill is going to be as good as um, a front end developer that only does front end because you know like the development is very huge as well. Yeah. Like what I know is only surface of it, like how HTML and CSS work and how to make things pretty like aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know a lot of like back in like back in definitely no, but a lot of even front end knowledge, I don't have it. So I need to constantly go online and search like um, uh, Stack Overflow and all those sites, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's, I, I guess my only goal is to, to develop the front end is just to make sure that my design is just looking like how I design it. So that's my only goal. I don't care about so many things. And I don't want to spread my skills at too thin as well. I don't want to call myself like a hardcore front end dev and hardcore designer. Yeah. <laughs> But people know that, right? One thing is, uh, you know, I, when, when I'm hiring um, developer for my personal project, for my startup, I constantly see developer call themselves know how to design, 
right? Like when I when I when I read their bio, they're like, yeah, we we can design website as well. We debug, we can design website. And when I see that, I'm like, dude. So what? I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're good at. Like, I don't want to hire a person that says like, you can do this and that and that and that. Right. So right now, one of my thing, when I pitched my clients, I never mentioned that at least not in my profile that I said I can design and develop. Right. Yeah. Like, like that's not in my pitch when I send an email clients. Right. Yeah. And I'll say I can do it. Right. But eventually um, I, I, I add this at an add on. If you want to hire me for that as well, it's an add on, but yeah. my skill set is very focused on product, de- uh, product, product design, not mm-hmm. Development. If you need help with that, I can help you too. But my focus is my expertise is definitely in the design field. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. I I ran into a similar problem when I started getting into, uh, you know, marketing. Basically, marketing for startups because there's so many different things you can specialize in. And when you start interviewing and people are asking you, what what kind of marketer? What do you? What channel do you specialize in? What type of work do you do? And you're like, well, I can do some copywriting. I can do some funnels. I can do some paid ads. They're just confused. They look at you. Uh, they're confused. <laughs> so how would you suggest? How would you suggest if somebody's thinking about what skills to learn? Uh, you know, you've worked with a ton of freelancers. What skills would you suggest people start with? And and then when would you suggest they you know if ever try to learn any additional skills? Um, I would definitely say, I mean, in a, in a lot of my videos as well, I keep saying that you should have one skill set that you think you're the master in it, right? So you have to master one skill set first. So let's say if you think that design is the thing that you like to do the most, I think you should spend a lot of time to master your design skill. So once when you get there, right, when you, when you have constantly have a lot of people wanting to hire you for design tasks, then you can think about maybe I can expand my skill set to other, other areas. Um, but I guess like before you, before you get there, before you get to a point where you think you're the master in it, mm-hmm. then you should keep polishing your skill um, first. Um, but it really depends on what is your interest. Right? Other people may like development so much, right? They don't mm-hmm. want to design so much. There must be a reason for that, right? Why do you not like design? Why do you like developments? Maybe you're a person that like looking at the codes, not really creative. So there must be a reason for you to choose one thing over the other thing, right? So I guess like that's where your strong point, if you think development is your thing to go with, then I, I would say, um, I would say you just like focus so much into building your de- development skill until you get to a point where like Google want to hire you, Apple want to hire you. But yeah. before that, right, then I think you should keep polishing your skill. I mean, nothing, not really, like nothing is impossible, I would say. Like maybe it, it, it sounds really crazy, like Apple hire you, Amazon, all this thing. But I do work with a lot of people, especially like one developer that I know, he never went to school for it. He just developed a lot of app by himself and he, he get the skill. Mm-hmm. And then he got hired by Amazon with yeah. no degree or no nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. So it could happen. Like things like that could totally happen. It just depends on like if you're focused enough in that thing or not. So once when you get that right, I think, I think uh, like whatever you do, you will be successful, but you have to be very focused on one thing first. It's, it's not, nothing's wrong about learning in other skill, but I think like focus is very important at the, at the beginning phase. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I've heard that repeated more times than I can count. Uh, okay. So we were talking about earlier, we were talking about your app. What is, what is your long range goal for your, your app? You want to talk about that or alpha alpha? Like what is your, what's your kind of end goal right now? The way you see it with, uh, interesting. So I'm literally like running, I'm going to incorporate, um, classity maybe like this week. Um, but, um, 
for, for Alpha IO, like Alfio right now, I think I'm still going to run it at the same time. Mm-hmm. But you know, like Alfio, I constantly thinking about a way to scale it. You know, design is, there are a lot of successful studio out there as well, a lot of really successful agency. But I think Alfio is definitely not anywhere close to it. Like the, the revenue that coming in for myself, one person, I pay my, I, I get paid really generously. Like right now, comparing to my previous work, right? So like my, 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 my salary, it's much higher, but I think it's no way matching all, any other studio that are in, in the market right now. Think about MetaLab, right? They, they, a project for them, maybe a million dollars, um, maybe $10 million, a lot of money, right? But right now, Alfio, my maximum right now is not even 100K. It's not even over 100K per project, right? Yeah. So the, the thing is really not matching. A lot of my clients, not a lot, but like a few of my clients, they, they talked to uh, MetaLab before and they also get a quote from Alfio. Dude, like my call is my call is not even 5% of that quote from MetaLab. So I'm like, man, so so this kind of thing is just crazy, right? Like you, you can see the scale is so much. So I, I'm... I think Alfio still have a lot of potential to grow, yeah. but I think I think you definitely take a lot of time. You take a lot of luck as well, like th- finding the right clients and the right clients who want to hire a small team. Mm-hmm. I think the s- hardest part for a small team to grow is um, because you're small, people just don't want to pay a lot of money for small teams. And when you don't have a lot of revenue coming in, right, it's very hard for you to scale. So yeah. one thing right now, it's very hard for me to scale. And how do I plan to run Alfio after a costly is finished? So I think costly is going to be the main menu driver, uh, money driver for, for the long term. Because right now, Alfio is basically just me doing most of the things, right? So I can, I can like scale so fast. And it's hard, for, it's hard for me to find talents as well. I just want to do the best work possible, right? It's very hard for me to find the similar talents that to help me with the projects. But for classity as a, product that launched the public right so i can give you some more background about classity so classity as as ness suggests right is it is an app that you can go on there and you can host your classes so imagine right now if you go to Crestless, right they, they have a list um they have tab called the lessons um so you can go on there you see a bunch of lessons right so people will put their what they know on Crestlist, and people will book books through Crestlist. but um so classity is basically similar ideas um, where when you go to the product, we'll see a bunch of classes everywhere on the map, mm-hmm. and then those things where you can you can review the teacher, you can see, hey, this is great, um, I can book it. But one kind of difference from other um, class booking app um, is that classity. I don't want to focus in academic that much, so I don't want this app to be purely for academic. Yeah. It could be. I mean, you can host your math classes and whatever, right? But I want this class to be for whatever you can think of. So. It could be like a person to teach you how to fly a drone, right? Yeah, you can come yeah. with me for a day. I, I can teach you how to fly a drone. Yeah. You can go to me on a beach. I know how to be a sandcastle. So you can go with me on the beach. Anything that you can think of. And is this in person to- or is this booking to get lessons online or is this in person? Right now it's in person. Right now it's real time in person, but I think I'm going to focus on real time. So whatever we do it's going to be real time so i eventually i think we can expand because the business is very big right now um yeah. um a lot of people they're still booking so let's say if i want to go to institute right so if i want to learn yoga yoga class right so yoga class what i would do is i would go on google and search yoga class 
And then I will see a bunch of advertising from other yoga class studio, right? So I will go to those kind of thing to, to hopefully it's good, right? But then like, I, I, like what I can trust is basically just by what they say on their websites. But there's no way that I can know like who's going to teach you, what they're yeah. going to teach me. So eventually right now, like Classity is basically uh, B, uh, C2C. And then eventually it's going to be B2C. So I can, I can expand the business to, to let's say, um, talking to this kind of institutions or even like community center. I can have them to uh, put their classes on Classity. So everything can be on one platform. Whatever you want to learn, just go on Classity. You can search anything. Mm-hmm. And then we happen to track your, track your progress as well. Um, you know how much you're paying for everything. You know how, what your teacher feedbacks are. So their tracking system, their payment system, and everything that you need to learn. Um, and, and, and do is basically just like classy. Everything okay. is on there. And you have outsourced developers working, working on this for you right now? Yeah, I have, uh, I have three developers working on it right now. I have like two guys for QA. I have, um, I have uh, well, I do, I do the, uh, most of the product sign, but I also have an illustrate, illustrator to help me to draw things. So I want it to be pretty, right? Mm-hmm. And then I also have an animator to help me to work on some animation work for yeah. advertising. Sort of thing. So it's a, it's sort of a big team right now. So That's I have one, one is Alfield, one is Basti. So constantly I'm just looking at this channel, like two two Slack channels every day. But That's exciting yeah. though, man. That's like you're like you're really making making your dreams come true. That's like some it's completely something in your head the idea for this app and just like yeah. making, making it come to life with that big of a team. That's like really impressive, man. That's like yeah. Yeah, I've been building I've been building that you know you know like a lot of. There are a lot of uh, different talkings about like how to, how should you be your products, right? A lot of people will, will tell you, hey, just build something and launch it. As, as soon as you launch it, you can get client feedback and all that, right? I think that's true um, in a sense that like if you're building something that um, nobody ever built it before, so you want to test the market, right? Then I think it totally makes sense to build something really quickly and launch it and test the market. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to improve on existing market and just trying to get better, right? You have to give people a reason to switch to your to your platform, right? If you just launch something real quick, then what's the point for me to switch to it? Because it's not finished, right? Then I would yeah. not do that. Yeah. So imagine right now, if you want to beat Uber, then you can just be a crappy app in Uber. You have to give people a yeah. reason to why should you change from Uber, right? Yeah. So I think like all this thing, I've been building this app for, well, like from design, um, I'm not working on it full time, but I work on the design for almost like a year. And then for development, because a few people working on it, so been like almost like half a year. But the thing, but the thing is, I, I like to me right now. I think I think I want to launch a product that people would love to use. So like my, I think my mentality is similar to Apple, right? They won't they won't launch shitty things. They yeah. want to launch the final product that you will love to use and people love it. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of my mentality when I'm building my startup. Will will, will they fail eventually, miserably? I think I think it might. Like really, like. It could not work, right? But I think as like it just maybe maybe people are gonna say you're crazy. But I think building something that I would love to use myself, at least for myself, right? I'm building something that for myself as well because I teach swimming too. I'm a swimming instructor. Back when I, nice. before I yeah, before, before nice. I start before I start shadow this, career. Like, yeah, like before I start this whole design career, right? I was working my summer job. Like yeah. I. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my summer job when I was in college, right? So I'm also teaching swimming that time. Yeah. So before all this, right, I'm like, dude, I, I, need, I need a way for me to teach better. So I'm sort of building this platform for myself as well. So I think as long as I'm building something that I would love to use myself, I think other people love it as well. So that's sort of yeah. my mentality when I'm building this. 
Um, but yeah, like uh, I think I think that's uh, that's so far like cover what happened and what I've been up to. Why would I want to be classy? Am I go yeah. for classy? There are definitely a lot of phases that it's not everything. I'm not building a hundred percent platform, yeah. but I'm yeah. building a core feature that you cannot use the platform without it. I mean, there are other phases that I'm gonna work on, but right yeah. now at this point, I think I think I have the core thing, and I will launch it, and so people can start using it. I'm planning to launch it this month too. Okay. So it's very exciting. We'll have to check it out. And you're saying that the, so your, your, your version of a minimum viable product is a pretty much hundred percent complete, but just your core product. And then you're going to expand out the features from there. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, for, for the core part of part, right. I think, I think it's the case, but uh, like for, for me, right? I, I think a lot of, like I've been working with a lot of startups as well from Cassidy. So I learned a lot of, things while I'm working with my clients, right? I've been, mm-hmm. I've worked with more than like 50 clients in the past two years. So that's a big number of clients, right? So I can, I can really see how they launch their products and what, what advice that I can, I can, I can think like they would give me right when they, when they tell me what to do. So I think for, for the MVP, um, you just can't launch your MVP for just, again, I think, I think it's, it really depends on what kind of thing you're building as well. Just back to what I said, right? If you're building a product that you're not even sure about yourself, there's no market for you to be take reference from, like it's totally a new thing, right? Then yeah, you you should test the water because there may be a lot of, no, right. But class is not, it's not a platform. It's not a new idea. I mean, a lot of a few other competitors are already doing the similar things, and and I like think who, who, are, who do you think are like the most similar? Can you talk about that? Um, there's, a, there's an app called Take Lessons, so you can yeah. check them out. Take Lessons, and there's another some other apps, but I think they're not doing really well. So I think like for for new products to beat other clients, uh, to beat other competitor, there are only two things you can beat them. One is with the quality of the thing that you're offering. So the quality is very important, right? So how people you use your app, what is their user experience? So that's the quality, right? So mm-hmm. when they when they use it, they love it. And the second consideration is the price, yeah. right? So when you're when you're launching a product, if you can launch it half the money of what other people are paying for 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 the other products, right? Then you will definitely win. Think about yeah. Uber right now, right? Think about Uber, how to beat the taxi market because taxi user experience is not good. It's very hard to flag a taxi. And Uber is very convenient. Everything is through your app mm-hmm. and it's cheaper. Yeah. So that's why Uber, when it launched, right, it just beat the entire market because when you have these two things right, then your products will be successful. So that's sort of the mentality of Classic as well. I'm beating them by the quality of the app I'm building, a better experience, better UI, everything is better. And, and other people, they're charging 30% right now for their commission for each class. Mm-hmm. Most of them, like 20 to 40%. That's the market rate. Yeah. I'm only charging 8%. Uh-huh, and that yeah. 3% is go, going back to you because we have to use Stripe to securely transfer your money to your account, right? So, like so 3% is going through Stripe yeah. and I'm only taking 5% from your, from your revenue. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's a much more reasonable um, 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 price for the people to um, take part in this whole kind of community. Yeah. Because right now there must be a reason why people are still using Crisis so much because like any other app that does a similar thing, Either they don't have a lot of uh, students looking for classes up there, yeah. or they just don't want to pay the commission because like thirty percent you like if I take one hundred dollars from my from my class, I pay thirty dollars to you. That's quite a lot of money. Yeah. Right. And, and the other thing, they charge both sides as well, not just the teacher side. They charge the students as well. Yeah. So for class D, students is free. 
like you don't have to pay a buck when you use Classly as a student. You can have all the tracking and everything. Because on Classly, we recommend people to both teach and teach and um, teach and learn. Mm -hmm. So there must be something you can learn as well. So um, one thing is when you sign up for Classly, right? One account is doing two things. You don't have to open two separate accounts. One account you can do both things on the same account. Yeah. So you can you can take something while you're teaching and you can take something while you're learning as well. Yeah. So that's the whole thing, right? So that's sort of why I think I'm, I can beat the market. But so far when the per people I talk to, I show the app to people and show how they how, how it works, how it looks, right? So far the feedback is very, very positive. So I'm, I'm really hopeful about this whole thing. That's, ex that's exciting. And, and you just do like discovery calls with people, like you go and hit them up online and say, hey, can I you know, get you on a call and show you how this works? Um, I did that. I also, I also talked to your friends, right? I mean, class is one thing I think a lot of everybody can use, right? So I don't have to find a specific person to interview and, and, and have them try it out. Yeah. I just show them the app after I finished the entire design on your vision. I show them like, so when you're on this page, what kind of thing, if you want to do this, what kind of, where would you click on the page? So I get a lot of information from my, from my friends as well. And then I do some iteration on it. Um, before I get something a bit more solid. Mm -hmm. um, and then after I think it's good enough, then I start working on the front end code. So I have the whole ripple of all the front end code linking everything ready. Um, so you can click through the entire prototype in the code and then I hire the backend developers to help me to put everything together. So they take all my front end code and implement back in technology into my front end. So that's that's the whole thing, um, how, how, how the whole thing works. Uh, but you, it's working very, very well so far. And that's, that's exciting. That's Stop. super exciting, man. Like I, like if, if I'm not that excited about it, I can't keep myself working so many hours on this thing. Yeah. Right. Like I, I just can't imagine myself spending this much time every single day on this app. If I'm not exciting in something I'm building, it's not just the, the money that I think you will come in is, is that like the, the thing that I build, I'm building something I love to use myself and I can use it myself as well. I can imagine like on a weekend, right? If I don't know what, what to do, I can go in class again. I can search classes <laughs> around one day classes yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I can go there and book the class. Right. It's yeah. just, I think and it's you're great. You're going to be on there like all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I think I will be using it quite often as well myself too. So I, I think one, one thing to get yourself excited about building something is you have to build something that you think yourself use at the end, right? If yeah. not, then you're, if you're just building something for other people, mm -hmm. then I don't know how excited I can be because I can, I can take part in it eventually, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, exciting, exciting. A lot of exciting thing coming up. No, that is, I mean, totally. I mean, that's why I'm doing these interviews is back when I was first trying to be freelancing. Um, I was in the military for a while, got out, wanted to start doing freelance stuff and, you know, working with entrepreneurs. I didn't know how guys like you got started. I was like, how do these people do this? Like, you know, a guy goes from being it's, a lifeguard to a freelancer scary. to like running his own firm, baking yeah. his own startup. Like, it's crazy. That's very scary. You know, when, when I was working full time, right, um, in, in back in my studio's time, I was talking with my um, other college, right? Yeah. So they would, they would be like, yeah, I don't know how that guy can survive by just freelancing, you know? How much money can you make from freelancing? You can hear a lot of talks on YouTube as well. Like the first, very first video I made is because I heard a guy on YouTube talking about um, you cannot survive with that being a freelancer. You have to have a full-time job to back you up, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, already freelancing and already making more than like how I, how I was making when I was full-time, right? So I just yeah. made a video to talk about that. So that's how I start my YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's scary. It's definitely very scary. You don't know how much money you're making. But 
if you think about it, there are a million freelancers out there. Why would they still be a freelancer if they're not making money, right? Work, yeah. So I would suggest like before you become freelancing or if you, before you do anything, you should test the water out first. So that's what I did, right? I, I just took on freelance work and I can see if this is eventually, if this is taking me so much time to do freelancing, um, if not, right, if I don't have a lot of clients coming in, then definitely I don't want to like just quit my job and do full time, right? So you can see, kind of see a pattern before you do freelance, if your portfolios and everything is out there, you can sort of see a pattern of what people are reaching out to you, right? Mm -hmm. At that point, I, I constantly, I don't get that anymore, but I constantly get people reaching, me, uh, reaching out to me on AngelList um, from time to time, even when I was working full-time, right? Yeah. I have company that would contact me like every week, pretty much like, hey, do you want to work for my startups? I like your work, please work for us. And then at that point, I'm like, dude, like there's a market out there. And I turned this kind of sort of full-time call into a contract work. So that, that's what happened, right? That's how, how it got started. So I can see that the, the, the demand is coming in. And I think I can make this as a, as a sustainable business at that point. So that's why I quit. That's why I leave. And then uh, I just quit doing full-time, right? And then do freelancing. But you can see a pattern before you start doing all these things as well. Yeah, um, those, those yeah. So, yeah. signs that it's going to be productive. So you and so you went from you while you were a lifeguard, you taught yourself all this design stuff, got your first design job, and then freelance. Um, no, no, I learned I learned how to design um, from school. I uh, yeah, I went to I went to college for design for about what, like three years, right? Uh, but I was I would not say my school has taught me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I saw videos on that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I really don't think my school has taught me anything at all. Mm -hmm. Um, at least not, I mean, after graduated from my school, right, I still have to go back and study all the fundamentals because they may cover like one lessons in fundamentals, right? But when you're in school, you're just sort of not, I don't know. I just, I don't even know what I learned in school, but <laughs> that did help me to get, to get my first job, right? But yeah. like the, if you're just thinking about the knowledge side, really a lot of things I'm just learning by myself and on, on, that's one, that's one reason why I started my YouTube channel as well. It's because before, back in the days, right, when I'm learning how to design, um, I, I research online. I find a lot of, I find a lot of tutorials online from people that are in industry for, what, well, like uh, seven years, eight years. And then they try to give back to the uh, community. They're like, yeah, we learn, I learned a lot of things on the internet. So I'm giving back now. So there's a guy called Blaz. I don't know his last name, but he's an Australian. So I, when I first started learning, right, I discovered his website. So I go on his website. He has a bunch of um, free PSD. So he would constantly decide some theme um, to put on his website for people to download for free. Mm -hmm. So you can use it for whatever purpose you want to use. And I think his design was really, really good. So that's why I keep downloading his design and study from how he designed, right? So whatever I, whatever I designed at that point, I would just go on the design and look at like how he used his margin spaces and all this like very detailed thing, right? Yeah. So learn a lot of things from, from downloading his templates. And I, and I, and I really like his spirits. Like I really like that he, he learned things and then he wanted to give back to the community. And that's what I think I would like to do as well. Like just this knowledge. I don't want people to, I mean, I don't, I don't make it for money. I, I literally get no money from YouTube. Right? I don't expect that I'll make any money from YouTube anyways. Yeah. But, but my thing is, I just want to kind of share my thinking and knowledge back to the community for things I've learned so far in the past, like six, seven years. Right. That's one, that's why I would make it. But yeah, so far, I, I don't remember your question, but maybe I just went a bit. No, that was good. That was like, that was good. Um, so now you got this good stuff. So if people are looking for resources, like 
you know, you've been through a bunch at this point. Where would you recommend they start if they're trying to be designers, trying to do what you've done? Any like courses, books, websites, you know, personalities? I think, you know what? I like, like, I think I mentioned another video of my, I made as well. I, I really believe in like free knowledge. Um, I mean, if I get the knowledge for free, I don't want to charge people for it, right? Like, I don't want to charge people for something I got for free. So I really believe in free knowledge. And I do think that a lot of other people, they're making courses online and they ask you to pay for a certain amount of money to join the course, right? But I, but I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, development, design, I think you can definitely learn a bunch of things online for free. One thing is, um, I think I covered some part in my video as well, how do, how do you learn design from scratch? Um, and one of the website I would recommend is the Blast, Blast website. I mean, he, he's, on, he's, on, uh, he's on Drupal as well. I so like I think that. I mentioned his link in my, the other video as well. So go on his website, download a bunch of his work. If you like web design, I think web design is definitely the start. If you mm -hmm. want to get into UI and UX, I can, I can talk too much about local design and other things because I'm not the expert in it, but like for web design and UI and UX, you can definitely study a lot of things from his templates. So you can study um, the font sizes he used, um, padding, how do you, how does he use the grid system? So I basically learned everything from him, right? I copy, like mo in my first year of designing, right? I, I can design something very similar to how he designed because I literally copy everything he has. So for my other clients work, right? Cause I'm working for an agency as well. I have to constantly design website for other people, right? So what if a website I take on, I will find one template that, that sort of look like that, not stealing his design, but I will go to that template and I'll open it. I'll see what font size he, does he use, what is the padding margin spaces. Mm -hmm. So just copy all those things all for my clients, yeah. right? Just all of it. So the more I do it, the more I do it, right? That become my own design way as well. So I don't have to copy anymore. After I keep doing that for a few months and then I can go on without copying his design anymore because that, that become my own design, right? Yep. So I constantly improving my skill as well. Like that, that is my start. And then I, when I discover um, another studio called the widget, I think that's how you call it. They have a beautiful, like really, really great work. So I copy again, like I think my design face is always copying other people. Even right now I'm still copying a lot of other people, right? Yeah. So I found, I found widgets. So I think they have great design. So, that, that's where I try to copy their style. So I copy one, one set of style. And then after a few months later, I copy another set of style. So I'm just constantly copying other people. Right now I'm copying the, uh, the, the top guys on Drupal. So there are a, top, a few guys that I really like the design, right? So right now, all, most of my design, I'm trying to like copy their style and learn from how they do it, right? So I think like for designers as well, um, this is one video that I didn't make. I think there are a few type of designers the, the beginning, the beginner type is um, a person that's just learning, right? I'm sort of in the middle right now. And the third type of people is the people that create the trend. So those are the people who are really, really talented. They're I'm copying not, on Drupal. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm very talented because I'm just copying, right? But those people, they never copy anybody. They just create the entire thing once yeah. when they do it, right? Yeah. Think about Stripe, what the bus is Stripe, right? I love once, that site. I love that site. It's so once good. I create that. Yeah almost like 10 clients coming to me, three of them will be like, we want to copy Stripe. Yeah. 
Yeah. So those are the things that you want to eventually become, right? When you when you have the skill to create a trend that everybody will copy, right? Then you are the the, the guy, right? So so <laughs> I so think that was like in a template folder I have for sites that I like love. That's definitely. Crazy. I mean, everybody want to copy Stripe. Every time when I get a call right now, I want to copy Stripe. I'll be like, you know what? That guy designed Stripe. Go contact that yeah, guy, right? I I just can't. I I don't want to do the same thing again and again. I I just don't want. I, it's not something I enjoy doing. So. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, yeah, so so I mean, personally, I think there are three layers of designers. One is the beginner. One is myself right now copying and trying to make a living. The other one just creating the entire trend. So if, and I don't think I can be, I, I don't know, I don't think I'm talented enough to become that kind of people because you really have to become very talented. And you know what's interesting? All of those very good designers, the great one on Drupal, top 10, mm-hmm. They never went to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I look into their stories, right? Yeah. Do you like that guy? I, I love um, um, the most. Like he, he run a studio called Yuano. Yeah. He never went to school. He studied something totally different. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, I, I want to design now. So he just like pick on design himself. And then he started working for Google and all those big, big companies. Right? I was like, dude, how does, how does yeah. that even happen? <laughs> so I think he just figured the entire thing out himself. Yeah. These guys so, yeah, are listed on Drupal. Is it like by page views on their, their, their creator profile or what is it? Well, if you follow guys, sometimes they, they will have people interview them, right? So it's like, it's like you're talking to me right now. They have like some interview call with some other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've been following them, following them for a while now and, and I sort of know their backgrounds, right? So they'll yeah. tell like how, they'll tell people how do they get into design and, yeah. and what kind of things they learn, right? So that's the thing that where I, where I kind of know where they're from. And, and from that point where I'm like, do you know, design is something that you can learn by yourself for sure. Mm. You go to school, right? Who's your mm. teacher? Who's the teacher that's teaching you, right? Is your teacher very good? Yeah. Why is he very good? very good? Why is he not working for Google, Apple? Yeah. Why would he be in a school teaching you what to do, right? Yeah. So uh, that's what I think. I mean, if you want to learn from the best people, learn from the best people and find the best people to learn from, which is on this kind of website, right? Yeah. You're the world-class designer. Do you want to learn from nobody in your school or you learn from this world-class designer? I'll, and it's for free too. I'll definitely pick the world-class, right? Yeah. That, that's, what I, that's what I think. I mean, I just, I just, to be honest, especially for design, I just don't see the point of going to school. That's so, that's so interesting though, because I've talked to people now, copywriting is a big one too, where people just will copy the letters and emails people write. They'll type them, they'll write them out to learn it. Uh, that you're doing that for exactly. design. Have you have you ever done that, or have you heard of anyone that's done that for development? Like gone on GitHub and found like you know really popular repositories and just started like looking through it, trying to code it themselves. Have you ever well, heard of that? Well, I think anything like anything in life, anything you learn, you had to, you had to copy somebody first, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you're learning from your dad and mom how to speak, how to walk. They teach you how to speak, how to walk, right? Mm-hmm. So you had to copy. I think copying just the basic of learning everything. If you want to be good. I mean, some something if you're totally new for. I mean, if you're if you're doing something totally new, nobody else has ever done it before, then you have nobody to copy from. But like, if you're doing something that's already out there and that gets what you're interested in doing, yeah. Then I mean, you have to copy somebody else first, right? So that that's what I would say. You have to copy somehow. Even coding as well. I mean, I I didn't. I don't think I download somebody else's code to copy it. But I, I go to I go to three wschoolscom yeah. I I mean you have a lot of example there, so I still have to copy how they write their code, right? Mm-hmm. So I think copying is just one thing you have to go through if you're getting a new skill. That's 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 awesome advice. That's awesome. All right, well we've been on an hour. That's an amazing tip to leave people with. I'm gonna cut it here and then we can chat uh, after the recording. Is that does that work for right. you? 
Right. Yeah, that's perfect. Thanks for okay. chatting with me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on.